This is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Alchemized Life podcast. It has been such a pleasure putting together all of these episodes, having our guests on every single week, introducing you to people that are a part of my community, having just epic human beings and experts on to share their craft and I have loved seeing little pops of feedback on Spotify. So if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, just so you know, you have the opportunity to leave feedback, to ask questions in the episode description. So if you want us to answer any questions in upcoming episodes, or you just want to share how an episode resonated with you and you listen on Spotify, it would be so awesome to connect with you there. And outside of that, you can also, of course, always take a screenshot listening to the episode, tag us at I am Ava Johanna and let us know what stood out to you or what your biggest takeaway was from the episode. And I have a feeling in today's episode, you guys are going to hear about something that you have potentially never heard about before. At least I know that there's only one or two people outside of Miss Judy Wilkins-Smith, who is our guest today, who has ever shared with me that they have done family patterns, systemic work, and constellations work. If you have not heard about family constellations, I think that this is going to be such an interesting episode for you. Even if you have heard about constellations, it's going to be super interesting because we take on the approach of looking at how you can use systemic work, family patterns, and constellations, specifically around money, but also relationships, your patterns around your own personal evolution. Like it's just such a fascinating type of work and space in which you come together and Judy's going to explain exactly what it is, but come together as strangers for the most part and intuitively are guided into breakthroughs and subconscious awareness of different things, patterns, limitations that may have been preventing you from like truly being all that you can be. And so I really loved this conversation. Judy is such a wonderful human being and I'm so grateful that she came on the podcast and is having this conversation because for me at least, listening even to the conversation helped me to start to identify patterns and events that potentially could have come from prior generations, whether it be my parents or their parents. You know, we hand 
different limitations down, as you all know, beliefs down, stories down. Just as we hand down different types of DNA, we have unconscious emotional DNA inheritance and it can come up in money, it can come up in relationships, it can come up in self-worth. And so I really enjoyed this conversation and I think that you're going to love it as well too. So Judy Wilkins-Smith is a world-renowned family patterns, systemic work, and constellations expert. She's a motivational speaker and author offering guidance to disentangling the financial patterns that aren't working and transforming your money DNA. Of course, it expands so much further than money, but money is actually a really great place to start to see unconscious emotional DNA inheritance. So we talk all about that today. And I really think that it's a fresh perspective on the conversation around money and identifying what your money patterns are and maybe some of the unconscious money habits that you've inherited from your family system. So enjoy this conversation. But before I leave you to hear me and Judy talk all about money DNA constellations work, family patterns. I am so, so, so excited to share that we have officially entered the Academy of Breath season. (laughs) We are gearing up to launch our ninth cohort of the Academy of Breath, our 12-week breathwork and meditation certification program. And gosh, I've just been having conversations lately with the recent grads that just finished our February 2023 cohort. And I'm just constantly reminded of how powerful this work is and how transformative it is for every single aspect of our life. Like this work is not just about checking off self-care every single day. It's about transforming who you are, how you view yourself, how you show up in the world, the types of moves that you make in your life, how you feel on a day-to-day basis and just the interconnectedness of all of that. And so a lot of people come into AOB thinking, you know, I'm going to do this as a tool to offer to my clients, but it ends up being one of the greatest tools that they've ever given themselves. So I would love to invite you to join our waitlist. Our waitlist is linked in the show notes. You can also just go to academyofbreath.org and everyone on the waitlist gets our best and fanciest and most fun bonuses. And our bonus this year, I'm not going to announce it quite yet, but it is a two-week VIP experience and you automatically get it if you sign up for the waitlist and then join AOB with this June cohort. The cohort starts on June 29th. It is a 12-week program, so you will be certified as a breathwork and meditation instructor through AOB before the end of the year. Being able to share these gifts, expand your core offering into your communities, into different industries, into spaces all across the globe, like it's happening. It's happening now. It's so exciting. And it's just really cool to just think about how you could make the decision to join AOB with our June round and before the end of the year is even up, be on a completely different trajectory for your life and career. Like it makes me emotional thinking about it. So academyofbreath.org, again, it's linked in the show notes. Everything that we talked about in this week's episode is linked in the show notes as well too. I definitely encourage you to reach out to Judy about her upcoming events. You can go to her website. It's judywilkins-smith.com. Again, we will have it linked inside of the show notes. She's also the author of Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns. And she talks about everything from ancestry to 
again, all the different layers of DNA that we inherit, not just on a genealogy or genetic side of things, but also relationship success, health, business, spiritual development. So she really is a wonderful human being. And I'm just so grateful again, Judy, for you coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to share this episode. So head to the show notes for everything that I've shared in this intro, everything that we share throughout the episode. And I hope that you guys enjoy. Judy, thank you so much for being here with me. I am already just in adoration of you before we've even hit record from like the little bit of time that we've spent connecting. So I just appreciate so much that we get to have this conversation. And like I mentioned to you, this could not have come at a better time. I am literally doing a deep dive right now into my relationship with money and debt and my childhood. And so when I was like, oh, I'm talking to Judy today, this is so synchronistic and so perfect. Just know that I'm about to pick your brain and we are going to go so deep and it's going to be so much fun. So thank you so much for being here. I love that. Can't wait to start the conversation. And I love that we're fellow Texas. Yes, me too. Me too. So one of the things that I found really interesting about your work and just intriguing about your work is this idea that we have a money DNA in the same way that we carry and take on other characteristics and traits and even habits and behaviors from our family members and from generations before us. We carry and take on characteristics, relationships, and behaviors and habits around money as well, too. And gosh, again, I'm doing such a deep dive in my own relationship to money this week. And it has become more and more clear, like how much of my relationship to money has been influenced by what I've seen modeled. And so, again, I'm really excited to talk to you about this, but I'm also curious how your work got to this specific point because it's so specific. It's so clear. And it also, for me, like after hearing like money DNA, I'm like, it makes so much sense. Yeah. So I think what happened for me was constellations work is, or systemic work in constellations, a really powerful way of being able to shift yourself. And I think in the beginning, it was used very much as a therapeutic, educational kind of stance. And what I found working with it was that there was something else. People kept saying to me, now I know what the pattern is I have to break. Now what? And I think the big now what for me was it's and then what? It's not just now what? It's this is the chapter that only you can write. So what happens is you've inherited all of this emotional DNA and money DNA, and it's echoed down through the generations, or there have been events and and People in the past have made decisions about them that have created thoughts, feelings, actions, reactions, mindsets, patterns. And with money, it was really about understanding that constellations had an and part. And the and part is it's a highly transformational modality. It allows you to make the invisible visible and make the unconscious conscious. And so what we do is when we set up a constellation, we either use live representatives or we'll use pieces of paper, depending on what we've got. Remind me to tell you about sugar packets. What happens is instead of you trying to figure everything out here, and why do I struggle with money? You suddenly begin to see it, especially if you put a representative in for something like money, and you see where money gravitates, where it's pulled, where it belongs, where it doesn't 
engage. And then I asked people, tell me your thoughts, your feelings and your actions around money. When did those first start for you? What was happening in your life at the time? What did you make it mean about you? What did you make it mean about others? Is there anyone else in the family with a similar pattern? Where did theirs come from? And are you just sharing a pattern or is that really you? Sometimes you could be the originator of a pattern, but frequently it's that multi-generational piece. So then we know if, for example, everybody in the family has been super, super frugal or, or they've just kept crashing and burning, we could see there's a pattern. Great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather really does extremely well. Great-grandfather invests in the stock market, loses everything. And you've got two different languages going on. The first one's telling the children, invest well, work well, live well, have fun. The next one's going, you, you make all the money and then you lose everything and you suddenly get the lose, win, lose, win mentality. So it's really following those and then choosing. How do I want to be in relationship with money? Because money is a relationship. It's not a commodity. The way you show up for money is the way it's going to show up for you. And it can become a synonym for just about anything. Love, kindness, anger, um, manipulation. And it's really, it's really about what you want to do with money. You and money in partnership can, can be the most empowered creatures, can do amazing things. You can have what you want. But bear in mind, money is a very strong force. It's a very strong mentor. It's a great friend. It is kind and it is flow. But like you said, we've been taught from our parents, and it's not just our parents. We're taught by culture. We're taught by pretty much globally that if you have money, you must have cheated. Uh, you must be a liar, a thief, and a fraud. Um, it's not good to have it. You should give most of it away. We spend most of our lives trying to make it, and then we feel guilty and give it away. So poor money is constantly being thrown against the wall like a piece of silly putty and told, you're not very welcome, you're not very nice, you're greedy, you're disgusting. And then we don't understand why it doesn't want to hang out with us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was such a big wake up call for me when I realized like if we were to think of money as a human being that we were in relationship with, would that human being want to spend out with, spend time with you? That was huge for me. I'm so curious about constellation work and I've never done a good job of explaining it, but probably because I've never done it before. And so I'm curious if you have a breakdown of constellation work for dummies like that, you that know makes it really easy to understand. It's probably taken me about 10 years to create the version that everybody can understand, sort of. Um, because it, once you see it, you get it. Yeah. What? Okay. So first thing to know or to notice, we are not taught to feel into other people's energies. We're taught that really woo-woo, it doesn't happen. But consider this, if you watch The Voice, American Idol, America's Got Talent, any of those, have you ever watched somebody when they get it and they have that moment and you're sitting there and you've got goosebumps? You've just sensed into their system. We do it all day long. We're just not taught that we do. So with a constellation, it literally makes the unconscious conscious and the invisible visible. What it looks like is this. 
if we were at an event, you would sit next to me and maybe you'd want to work on money. So we'd want to see where are you stuck with money? Where are the limitations? Where are they coming from? What is the origins of that as far as we can tell? So I might say to you, I'd listen to your history and say, okay, from the people sitting here, pick someone who represents your mom, your dad, your siblings, maybe you've got two siblings, yourself, and money. And I want you to place them the way that it is for you. How does it feel for you? Don't overthink it, just place it. So you would place it. Now, what happens the minute you place it and step back and I start to ask questions, I may say to you, whoa, money's standing right next to mom. And you go, oh yeah, mom's the wise one. She gets money. She knows how to work with it. But it's not even looking at dad. Yeah, well, he's the one who's had problems with money. So what kind of problems has he had? Well, it comes, it goes, it comes, it goes. He never seems to have enough. Mom's the one who knows how to kind of harness it and direct it. So which one are you? Oh, it comes, it goes, it comes, it goes. Okay. So if we look at dad's dad, where does the coming and going, where did that happen? So we look to see what are the events now. So now you've got this multidimensional representation of money, right? How it is in your system, how it works in your system. And we can see the relationships between money and the different members of the system and between the different members of the system themselves in ways that you can't see in your head. So you can see it. Then I'll start asking you, how, tell me your thoughts and feelings. So now you're speaking it and we can hear your money language. And your money language is going to either push money away or pull money in. So we begin to see how money reacts to that and how other members react to that. And you may say something and dad goes moving off in another direction. I'm like, what's that? Yeah, well, that's, that's what happened to dad too. Oh, so you're sharing that pattern with dad. So now we begin to see the connections that, that there are. Now, very specifically, we tend to focus on facts and what we can see. Because if you make up stuff, it's dangerous and it's very unhelpful. What I also do is I listen very carefully to your language, very carefully. People always say to me, how did you know what to say? Or how did you know what to ask somebody to say? I'm listening to what you say and using it in service of you. So maybe you say, you know what? Things come and go, come and go. And I'll say, so for whom did they come and stay? Or are you the one that they're going to come and stay for? Or it's going to come and stay for? What do you need to do? So what pattern needs to stop in the family or for you? And what pattern needs to start for you? And the minute that you can see both of those, you know what to set down with gratitude and acknowledgement, knowing that what got you here won't get you there. Now we can focus on, so what wants to start? And the other piece, and I think that's where people struggle to, to explain constellations, is that because we are so able to sense into each other's systems, you'll see members of the constellation or representatives start to move. And clients and people go, whoa, how do you know to move there? Remember what I said to you about American Idol or any of those? We are very well able to sense in. We're just not taught that we can. So they start to move, or I may have a representative say to me, excuse me, I have something I really need to say, and I'll ask, what is that? And they may have a direct message for the client, and a very high percentage of time, of times, that is 
highly accurate. And the client, mm-hmm. well, and it's something that needed to be said or needed to be looked at or was never noticed. Yeah. They may, they may move a certain way and the same thing happens. Yeah, I've heard wild stories from friends that have done constellation work where they've either been one of the representatives or the constellation has been for them and they're blown away at either what they say, not knowing why they're saying it, but it's just like this feeling of like, I need to say this thing or blown away at what a representative has said to them. Like it's, you can't make this stuff up. It's just like part of being in this collective field together. This is exactly what it is. It harnesses the collective field. We call it the knowing field. And it's not just what they say or how they move. I had somebody come in who couldn't find a job because she was too ashamed and she was worried that they'd fire her or what were her words were, I'm worried that they'll fire me. If they don't fire me, they're going to ask me to leave the city. And I thought that's really extreme. So you, you learn to listen for extreme language, because that's the language of systems. When we're using extreme language, you want to pay attention or taking extreme measures. That's the system speaking very clearly. So I said to her, you'd have to leave the city. Oh, yes. So I said to her, who in the family had to leave the city? And she said, oh, my father. And I said, why? Because he came back from Vietnam and they told him he had to leave. He couldn't stay. They didn't want him there. So she's bought into his pattern. She's carrying his shame and guilt. And it's sitting there as this big pattern in her career because he could never find work after that. The minute they heard Vietnam, and in those days, there was it was a no-go. Mm-hmm. Here's the interesting piece. So she chooses someone to represent her father. And the guy goes, I don't know how to represent. And I said to him, you just stand there. If there's anything coming up for you, he said, this sounds a bit far-fetched. I said, just try it. So he stands there and I see him jolt and he doesn't say a word and she starts to talk and we do this whole piece and he keeps saying, how's this possible? How's this possible? How's this possible? And we finished and he sat down on the floor. He just, boom, sat down on the floor and he started to cry. And he looked at her and he said to her, why did you choose me? And she said, because you remind me of my father. And he said, I will never feel the same about Vietnam vets ever again. My father was a draft dodger. Your father went to war, mine did not. Now my heart understands what you feel like as a child in ways that I never could. So you, we get this all the time. I have people who I'll work with and they come back afterwards and they're as white as a sheet and they say, my mother called me and I go, Yeah, she hasn't spoken to me in 20 years. Why now? Because the minute that you do a piece of work that is an internal piece of work or no, a systemic piece of work, it begins to do things to the system. It needs just one person to move one degree and the whole system starts to react. And so you have these big shifts. Now, the other piece that's important is, well, there are two, three. Uh, One is you're immediately rewiring your brain. One new thought, one new feeling, one new action, you're rewiring the brain. So neuroscientifically, you are laying down new neural pathways. That's super important. Epigenetically, you're changing that epigenetic approach to what's happening in your system because the epigenetic imprint is a result of your thoughts, feelings, actions, reactions. So now you're really starting to change the system. Most importantly, 
you're now not, you're no longer going to be living ancient history, which is what we do 90% of the time. You're fully present and you're creating a very new future. I just love science so much because it's so wild that we can have these conversations and point back to like actual neuroimaging that shows us that this is real, this is happening. And it's been so helpful for me to approach like different behaviors or habits or subconscious programming that I've become aware of that I've been like, you know what, this is something that I don't want to carry with me. This is something that I want to change and I want to create a new relationship or I want there to be a new path that I'm on. It's been so helpful for me to know that because I'm now aware, because I'm thinking differently, because I'm feeling differently, it's only a matter of time that the new way becomes the way. And I just think that it's so helpful for us to know that because it can get testing sometimes when we are on this path and devoted to our own evolution, especially when like things don't happen instantly because we're so just attached to instant Instant gratification. gratification. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There are two things that actually speed up the process. One of them is elevated emotions. So elevate, if you're, if you are loving, if you're in kindness, most of all, if you're in excitement and passion, those are the, they form the fuel that'll take you all the way there. But what's most important is that when you see that old pattern, you've got to give it its place because it's a place of wisdom. And then when you create the new pattern, it's got to be stronger and more exciting than the old pattern. Because the old pattern is very strong. It'll keep pulling you back. It creates a systemic trance. You have somebody who belongs in the family because we all smoke and drink every Friday and that's what we do. And you go, but I want to do something different. I want to be healthy. And you start down here and you go, but Fridays, it's my family, you know, boom. So what you've got to do is, I want to be healthy. You know what? Health is going to be my career, or I want to go and run a marathon, or you've got to make it something that is so exciting that it's irresistible because it'll pull you past all of the other language and exactly into the arena that you want to be in. Mm -hmm. 100%. So going back to constellation work, one of the questions that popped up in my head that I was like, I have to write this down because I don't want to forget this. What about for the person who doesn't really know a lot about their family? Can you still do this work? Absolutely. And I love that you asked that because I get asked that by adoptees or or people who they just don't know. Yes, you can. And what I tell people to do is timeline your own life. If you timeline your own life, you're going to start seeing patterns there. And they came from somewhere. And there's your link right there. They came from somewhere. It's still a question of, do I want to continue with this set of patterns? Or am I going to say, you know what? Life genuinely is an adventure and it's genuinely mine to create. This is not a nice idea that some people can have and some people can't. Transformation in this day and age is no longer for the chosen few. It's for those who choose it. Big difference. And if you really want it, you will get it, but you've got to be dedicated to it. And that doesn't mean slog, slog, slog. It means you've got to be so excited about what you're doing that nothing's going to stop you. 
Yeah, I love that. And I think that the accessibility of all of this work now is worlds away from what it used to be even five years ago, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. And the ability to share information and to access the minds of people such as yourself that typically you would have zero access to. Like now we have podcasts, we have have offers that are under a hundred dollars. There's meetups in your city and there's just so much at our fingertips. There is. And I want to address what you just said, because it's really, it's lovely. You went straight to the under a hundred dollars, which is great. It's great because we do need to do that. And we need to do podcasts. There's another piece. When they're a little bit more expensive or even a lot more expensive, that's when you and money want to have a conversation. It really is, but you've got to be clear about it. It is about investing in you. It's teaching you to stretch. It's teaching you that under $100 is great. What am I going to do if this event costs me $2,000? Way too much. What have you just done? Well, this event's going to cost me $2,000. Okay, how do I make this happen? Because if you've made it happen once, you will make it happen again. And if you've made it happen once, it means you taught your brain that in turn taught your body how to be able to access that money, which means you're now teaching yourself how to manifest or create that money flow. But what has to happen is your head, heart, gut's got to be in sync with that. And your head has to tell your body a story that your body believes. But be be very aware of stretching because money asks you to do that Mm -hmm. all the time. It wants to grow. And the more it can grow, the more it can flow. Mm, Yes. It's like what just came up is like a goldfish or a koi fish in a pond can only grow as big as its environment. Exactly. Exactly. That's the bit, you know what? I'm going to steal that from you, shameless. Do it, do it. I I will be stealing (laughs) that because that's the perfect analogy. It can only grow as big as you allow it to. So every time that you do this, just be aware that you are stunting money's growth. Yes. And to take the conversation off of money for just a moment, this also relates to romantic partnerships, to friendships, to our own, to knowing ourselves as well. This work relates to absolutely everything in your life. There is no aspect that Constellations work does not touch. There isn't. When I do it, I work with C-suite executives a lot. And what we do is we do a deep dive into the career and into their personal lives because the two always intersect. And we use this work to do that. There is nothing that it doesn't touch. It provides doors and portals. It's forever saying, hey, I'm here. Look at all all of this conscious collective. Look at everything that's at your disposal. Come play. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's fascinating to me. I just think that it's a door into the subconscious, right? It's a door into the things that are all underneath the surface, giving it an opportunity to arise. It's a door into the subconscious. It's also a door into the future. It Mm. teaches you to not just have memories of the past, but to create future memories. 
And if you begin creating future memories, you will go there. So what? So I want to do this. What does that feel like? How do I see myself in that? What is the absolute thought, feeling, action pattern? And when you get that accurately and you keep moving towards that, anytime you move away, your body's going to go, what are you doing? What, what's that? So it keeps you into also future memories. Mm, I love that. So something that you touched on with the storing of the memory of being able to do something and that once you've done it once, you can do it again. Something that I will very like transparently share is that one of the things that I have struggled with or have had this mental battle with in the past is an ebb and flow in relationship to things being really good with money and then (laughs) feeling like maybe taking a step backward into an old pattern or thinking about, oh, at this point in in my life or my career, I was making this much money and had this type of organization and felt so good there. And I just want to go back to that because for whatever reason, it feels like I've taken a step backward. And so I'm curious if we could open up that conversation because I definitely think that, especially I work with a lot of individuals that are entrepreneurs and business owners, and many of them are working online. And in 2020, 2021, everyone was online. And so for a lot of people, it was like really incredible income and revenue. And then now that not as many people are like as plugged in as they were two years ago, a lot of people have been telling me it's been harder and it's been more of a struggle for them to sign clients. It's been more of a struggle for them to keep up the monthly revenue that they had. And so I'm curious your thoughts on like this two two steps forward, maybe one step back relationship with money. If they have a look, they're going to find quite likely that is a pattern in their family system. We get, we get, we get, boom. So there's an event somewhere that caused that ebb and flow, ebb and flow, ebb and flow. The way out of that is when we've got flow, to not just go flow, disappear. If you don't give money a place to flow, it's going to just disappear. It's going to go into the ground like sand. But when you're very clear about where you want it to flow, now it can start to build and support you. When it comes to ebb, money is very good at saying to you, pivot, pivot, pivot. It tells you all the time, if you want me, look for the opportunities. Now, if your brain is wired into, I can only do it this way. I can only do well online. What have you just done? You've shut out any opportunities for anything else to come in. I had so many clients, they're not plugged in anymore. How are you going to plug them in now that they're not online? What would they like? Would they like live events? Do they want to see you in person? Um, You've got to start asking the questions of what pattern is saying I'm over? The plugged in online Zoom 24-7 is going, I've done people. So what are the opportunities now? In-person events, come and have a look and listen here. Would you like me to come to your group? What's fascinating for people? Money is very on trend. It follows trend. So you want to look at trend, but most of all, if somebody, if you're working with somebody and they're an entrepreneur and they're feeling this way, ask them to sit down and write out the following. Okay. So what was this pattern like for me? What did I tell myself about this pattern when I was in flow? What did I say? What were my thoughts? What were my feelings? What were my actions? Quite often you'll hear they've got a little bit of cherophobia. So cherophobia is fear of 
or waiting for the other shoe to drop. So they would mm-hmm. have said to themselves things like, well, it's really, really good now, but we know when that comes to an end, who knows what's, okay, so you set that up because you weren't looking at, so when it comes to an end, what am I doing? You didn't follow that thought all the way through and you didn't start laying the paving. That's okay. Just notice that pattern has come to an end. The plugged-ins come to an end and it's asking you to think of it very differently. Oh, by the way, you can see I normally don't do that, but I have a mom who's injured herself and I have to remember my meds for her. So anybody who's looking, I don't normally write in my hand, but there it is. So back to the ebb and flow. It's really about learning to build consistently with money and being super aware of money. Not When we say super aware, it's like being super aware of love or super aware of nature. You can go out and say, oh, I hate nature. Look at all those bugs. They bite me all the time. It's a disgusting place. Or you walk out and you go, I love nature. My heart feels good. My soul feels good. Money is absolutely the same. What will you do? You take time to go and be in nature. Take time to go and be with money. Read up about money. See what's happening with money. Help it to grow. And give yourself different goals. Little ones, bigger ones, even bigger ones. That's how you grow your money DNA. When you do something good, really thank money for it and high five it, the pair of you. And also notice at all times what you're telling yourself about money. Oh, I'm not going to have enough now. Now I'm in trouble. Okay. money. I will tell you, money folds its arms and goes, well, party came to an end. She's back to her old pattern. I'll wait till she wakes up again. Yeah. It's being aware. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting when you take the time to not rush throughout your day and are really able to see all the little instances of your knee-jerk reaction around money. And I think I was having a conversation with a woman that I'm working with who's going to be coming on the podcast later this month. And we were talking about debt and she was like, you just need to remove the term debt from your vocabulary. She's just like any cuss words, right? As, As a child, you didn't know those words. And then you learn the word and you learn the meaning behind it or the intention behind it because of society. And debt is the same thing. Like when you were born and a child, you did not like you didn't know what debt was and you didn't know that it was bad or that it was good. And then someone in your family told you what it was and that and it was went, bad. Okay, got it. And that yeah. may not have been the truth. That became the truth, but it's not. It's your truth. And you can change that anytime you want to. And she's exactly right. Watch what you're doing. If, have you ever picked up a penny? Mm-hmm, all the time. Every time I see one. <laughs> You want to get so excited when you pick up a penny because that's money playing with you. Have you ever been taken out to lunch? Yes. That's money playing with you. Don't forget to say thank you to money. Do you get to switch on your lights every day? Thanks, money. Do you get to do what you really want to do in front of a microphone? Hey, money, we're playing. We're building careers here really included. People say to me, you can't do that. That's like substituting God. No, it's not. Where do you think money came from? It came from source. 
I'll tell you a story that I often tell. I say, the money angel goes home at night, goes home to go and have cocktails with God. And it's sitting around there having these cocktails and it says to God, I thought you said this was going to be an awesome gig. I was going to just love being money because people would love me and they'd celebrate me. And all I have is people jeer at me. They sneer at me. They tell me I'm greedy. They tell me I'm a jerk. I land up in these ghastly hands. They put me in prison. It does all sorts of things. Where's the love? And God says, did I not tell you? It was when people learned to see you that they would learn to love you. Yeah. I mean, it makes me emotional because I did an exercise this morning around debt where I wrote down everything that debt has given me in my life. Awesome. And I looked at the list and I was like, debt has given me the most amazing experiences, relationships, opportunities, conversations, connections. And the only bad thing, and I'm doing air quotes for everyone that's listening to this, the bad thing is what my mind made of it. That's it. You nailed it in that last bit. It's what your mind makes of it. When you look at your debt, did you invest in you? Yes. Great. So then that word debt is really not accurate. That's an investment that you will repay with gratitude and happiness. And you're going to take it even further. And here's one for you. Once you've done that and you've repaid it and you're flowing and growing, you're going to teach other people about debt. Debt Mm -hmm. is not what you think. It's for me, it's like money. People say to me, why do you teach money? And I go precisely because of the look on your face. I made money a promise that I would show people that it is kind, wise, a friend, a mentor. It is not all the ugly things it's been made out to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so healing to do this work because I think whether we know it or not, like, and I think more people, especially people listening to this podcast know, but more and more people are realizing like the hold that it has on a, in, an un, in a conscious way, but mostly in a very unconscious, unconscious way. Unconscious way. The meaning making is a dreadful thing. It can be incredibly empowering. So sorry, meaning making, because it can be incredibly empowering. But boy, do we mess ourselves up with some of the meaning making that we do. We assume, and that old thing, it makes an ass out of you and me is quite correct. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do that. And don't do that with money. Don't do that. So part of the constellations work is, 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 is the systemic work that you do separate from it or is the family patterns, the systemic work and constellations all in this one experience? Um, Yes. And yes. And there are different kinds of constellations. They do belong together. You can have a talking constellation. We're pretty much doing a talking constellation. You're sharing some things. I'm giving input. You're starting to click and have insights because your system is now changing. Then a classic constellation is the one where you'll see the live representatives. Oh, and going back to the sugar packets, which I said oh, remind me of, when I used to fly in and out of DFW a lot, people would constantly be on the phone saying to me, can you tell me what this is? Can you tell me what that is? And it was usually at about... I think gate C20, 
A, B, A20, no, B24, it was B24. I'd come down the escalator at B24 and there was a like a cafe or a little convenience store at the bottom. And I'd rush in there and grab some of their sugar packets and lay it out on the on the desktop so I could see what they were saying and then tell them. And I swear, I think after about six months, as they saw me coming down the escalator, they'd go, hide the sugar packets, a crazy lady's coming. <laughs> so it's with whatever you can use that allows you to see dimensionally. The whole piece about constellations, especially if it's not spoken, if it's classic, is that it, it makes the unconscious conscious, yes, that you could do in talking, but the invisible, is it makes visible. And when you see that, hear that, feel that, and have that embodied experience, that's when the transformation and the ahas happen in a very quick moment, very quick. It can take years for things to unfold fully. But the initial click and shift can be super quick. And then you'll hear, if you watch people doing constellations, they will often tell you, I was never the same after that. Yeah. For me, I'm all about the follow through piece. And so I'm curious, like for somebody coming to do this constellation work, what is the follow through? Is it the awareness and then for them to just like, what do I get to move forward with? Very much. Here's what... Also, traditionally, way back, you only did a constellation about once a year because you shouldn't do more. That's very much changed. You may work through this layer. When I offer my different events, they're usually, I've got relationship leader, emotional DNA, and then money DNA this year. So you may come in and work on relationships at this particular event. And that really pops for you. And you can feel it working through you and in you. And then in about two months, you may come to the next one and the same thing happens. So that's offered. I also will work with people via Zoom if they're having a whole lot that's popping and they want to just work with me one-on-one. We'll do that. And then I have my iPhone all nicely positioned and I have figurines. And so what we do is we use figurines and I interact with them while they tell me where the figurines need to move. And They learn slowly, it's not even slowly, always sometimes very quickly, that they can sense into. We've forgotten how to feel what's right for me, what's true for me. You learn very quickly with this work. I have people who come in, many people who come in and they've never done a piece of work. By the end of the three days, they pretty geared into understanding this is important, this is not. This touches me, this doesn't touch me. This belongs to me. This doesn't belong to me. So the follow-up that that I also give them is at each event they attend, there's a manual. So you get the manual that you take home with you. It's a pretty decent size book so that you can go back and say, oh, I did that there and I did that there. And then there are follow-on exercises. So you can take those and do it at home. It's also why I wrote the book I did because that allows you, no matter where in the world you are, to begin working with systemic work and constellations in a very logical but deeply profound way. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about your book? It's Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, A Powerful Guide to Transformation Through Disentangling Multi-Generational Patterns, which just feels like everyone needs to do this work. Here's the deal. It sounds cliche when you say they deserve to do the work. Here's the bigger piece. If you want to grow up and have an adventure, If you truly understand that you are responsible for growing an incredible life, you need to do this work and you want to look at the book. 
it takes you out of victim. We're all a victim at some point in our lives. If you can't shift, you keep yourself and the system stuck. But if you can look and you can learn and you can shift, now you become master instead of victim. People kept saying to me, if I can't reach you, how can I begin doing this work? And so I laid it out very practically, very logically, and very profoundly. And so you can go take the book and read it chapter by chapter, and each one deals with different pieces. So there are pieces about money. There are pieces about relationships. There are pieces about nationalism. There are pieces about gender. There are pieces about uh, culture. You name it, it's in the book. And it shows you what to do to find out what are my patterns, where are the limiting ones, what are the ones trying to emerge, what is my purpose or adventure, and how do I have fun with this and actually contribute not just to my life, but as a byproduct to my family and to my communities and to the world. This, this is, the book teaches you how to do that. Amazing. I find that, or what I'm thinking is that do, being able to be a part of a constellation would be so beneficial. I think also for people that are like very much into mindset work and personal development and just like doing this work and are like they're committed to it because right. I have a hunch that many people think they know what the pattern might be or haven't gone deep enough to really explore the pattern and might be just at the surface level of what's really going on and being able to have this multidimensional experience of the thing that they want to work through will support them in actually being able to go deeper than they may be able to do just on their own. Like, I feel like for myself, I could be, oh yeah, that's the pattern or that's the thing. But like having this very dynamic experience where there's also other parties involved that are going to intuitively just bring something to the surface that have nothing to do with me or that have something to do with me, but the people have nothing to do with me. Absolutely. So it's that unbiased, here I am. The other piece that I think in the book that's really important is, as I said to you, I pay attention to language. I pay great attention to language because you're tattling on yourself all day long and you're tattling on your family system all day long. Places to look, by the way, for patterns are where you're dogmatic, hyperbolic, so you exaggerate. You have really big feelings around things. You have really, you, the biggest thing is, inflated feelings or feelings that are disproportionate to what's going on. So a great example of that was somebody I was working with and it was the first time I was meeting her and she came running into the meeting room. She said to me, oh my goodness, what? It was catastrophic today. It was this burning thing. I mean, I nearly got roasted. My boss just melted me with her ire and I'm going, whoa, what happened? She said, well, I was five minutes late and the boss wasn't pleased. And I'm like, wait, how did we go from that to this? And I said to her, do you have, I mean, you talk about this burning and the melting and the iron and the, do you have fire or something in your system? What's the big explosion? And she says, I don't know. Oh, yes, wait. When I was about five years old, my mother and I outran a volcano. My father and brother did not. And we don't even think of those things. 
but it's in our language. And not only is it that, but we will say things like men are useless. Men are useless. You or you get yeah, men are useless. And then as I go back with them, it turns out that great grandma said, you can't depend on a man. Why? Well, because great grandfather died in the war. So yeah, that was a bit of a terminal situation. You couldn't depend on him. She had to put food on the table. But look at what we've made it mean all the way down the generations. And suddenly we're telling all the poor men around us, sorry, you don't have a shot because we can't depend on men. We don't do that in our family. Any guy who hears that from a woman needs to put in his Nikes and run. But we are doing this all the time. We're actually telling our stories all the time without being aware of it. Everything that you approach, your relationships, your money, your leadership, anything, listen to your thoughts, feelings, and actions. You're telling your story and the story of your system. And now you can use it. This is so good. Okay. So where do you recommend listeners start? Where should we dive in first? Okay. So I would say yes with a book. Absolutely. Because it gives you a common language. If you're going to come to one of my live events and you've read the book, it's really helpful. I also have two meditations that they can do. One takes you all the way back through the line of the mother and then brings you into your own being. And the other one is the meditation of the father. So you get to visit both lines and it's super helpful. Every time you are successful in your life, it's thanks to your mother and your father. Whether you like them or not, it's still thanks to them. Because without them exactly the way that they were or are, you didn't get to be you exactly the way that you are and becoming. So. I have people all the time who tell me my father's a jerk. And I say, we get to the end of the constellation and they go, he's not. And I go, yeah, thanks to your jerk of a father, here's where you are now. Yeah. So I would say book, I would say meditation, but I would say come play at a live event. People, here's the other thing. If you do a constellation, it's going to affect you in a certain way. If you represent in a constellation, it's also going to affect you. But I will tell you that people who've attended will tell you, if I do 10 pieces of work, everybody in the room gets 10 pieces of work because it will affect you one way or the other. Yes. So cool. Judy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I feel like I've been able to take away so much from this. And like I said, selfishly, I've been digging into this over the past few days. So I'm so happy that I got to come at this time and that I got to just dive into your knowledge and your wisdom because it is so deep. And I know that we even just barely scratched the surface. So I am 100% going to get my hands on that book. And I encourage everybody listening to as well. So we're going to link it in the show notes. But where is the best place for people to stay in touch with you? Best place is via my website. And that's judywilkinsmith.com. And for all the psychology people out there, this book is featured in psychology today. And for all the Goodreads people out there, same thing. It's been featured as a must read, but best places to get me either at a live event or there are probably details on the book, but absolutely via my website. And I am very contactable. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. And you weren't selfish, by the way. Don't ever say that again. You did not selfishly dig in. It's people who have wants and appetite. You have appetite. 
and thank, thank you. you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Alchemized Life. As always, all of the things that we mentioned inside of the episode you can find inside of the show notes, including links to our upcoming programs like the Academy of Breath, our 12-week breathwork and meditation certification program, and Breathwork, our six-week personal practice course. Both of those can be found at academyofbreath.org. And if you're interested in any of my upcoming business coaching programs like Proximity, my 12-month membership, which is essentially an all-access pass into every program, every course, and hot seat community coaching calls once a month, you can find that at avajohanna.com. And finally, if you enjoyed this week's episode, it would mean the world if you share it with a friend or tag us on your social media. Make sure to tag me at I am Ava Johanna. And if you've been listening to the show every Tuesday, it would be so appreciated if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and give the show a follow on Spotify. I truly am so grateful for all of your support and this amazing community that we've built since 2018. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week for another show.